This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, The Hartford, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations. And once again, thanks for joining us today. Well, we're coming to you from the Ringler Associates 2012 annual meeting in beautiful Newport Beach, California. And I certainly love the beautiful weather out here uh, this week. Well, today we're going to do a little two-step on Ringler Radio. And it's not the kind you do in a country western bar. But this two-step has to do with closing workers' compensation claims. And we have, all, we have two great guests to talk about it. Our first guest is my Ringler colleague from Southern California, Teddy Snyder. Teddy's a certified structured settlement consultant in the Beverly Hills Ringler office, where she has a unique perspective, and she's uh, very creative in designing, presenting, and negotiating structured settlement. She's been with Ringler for over 10 years, and uh, prior to that has more than 20 years of litigation experience including more than 100 trials. Teddy, welcome to Ringler Radio. Thanks, Larry. And uh, our other great guest is also an attorney and an expert in workers' compensation, personal injury, and social security law. Attorney Sylvia Lopez from the law office of Sylvia Lopez in Bakersfield, California. She has more than 26 years of legal experience. She's handled it all, from small matters to million-dollar cases. She's had jury trials resulting in large verdicts and awards for her clients. Uh, just a lot of different experience levels, uh, Sylvia. Welcome to Ringler Radio. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Larry. And, you know, coming from Bakersfield, California, growing up, one of my heroes was Frank Gifford, the football player. And I know he comes from your town. Am I right? That's correct. Well, that's cool. Did, you didn't know him by any chance, did you? No, no. He's a <laughs> little older than I am. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Teddy, explain to us what is meant by doing the two-step in a workers' compensation claim. Well, Larry, as of course you and Sylvia know, um, structured settlements are ideal for helping people evaluate any time a claim includes a stream of future benefits. So the two steps are evaluation and negotiation. We are usually called in at the time of negotiation to help put proposals together to help close the claim. But what we really want to encourage people to do is call us in very early and we can help you evaluate the case um, and prepare it well before the negotiation stage. And since there's never a fee for our services, this is an overlooked opportunity for um, our listeners who are in the position to do that, to contact the Structured Settlement Broker for assistance. Well, there's no question we're a no-cost value-added service, uh, Teddy. So let's drill down now and talk about closing workers' compensation claims. Sylvia, what would you say are the risks and advantages to a claimant in closing a workers' compensation claim? Well, usually there are two parts. One is the fact that a um, you will get a, a money benefit, Mm-hmm. And you will also have a right to future medical care. Sometimes that works for workers' comp um, employees that have been injured because they need long-term care. Other times, 
of looking at their total financial situation, it may be better for them to cash it out, both their um, permanent disability benefits, which of course is money, and also get some money so that they can control their own medical care in the future. And a structured settlement allows them to take the lump sum of money and apportion it different ways so that it best suits them. And so it can be uh, a great benefit to them by uh, setting it up the way they want it to be set up, basically customized. What about some of the risks uh, when they close a, a claim like that? Is there? A... Well, the risk is always that perhaps they don't get enough money for the uh, rights uh, to future medical care that they're giving up. But usually, if you do take that step, that is actually considered. In other words, there's an evaluation process that goes on mm -hmm. uh, to try to determine uh, what would be the cost in the future. And so sometimes the way the structure is set up, that will issue money in accordance to what your medical needs will be. Interesting. Teddy, uh, I assume there are risks for the employer as well, and also advantages, I'm sure. Give us uh, the perspective from the employer's uh, side. Well, there's two big risks that employers uh, and their carriers face. What we call mortality risk, that somebody will live longer than you anticipated, and you've got this huge uh, potential liability. Inflation risk, the cost of medical care is rising very quickly. Um, if you can... Uh, stop the worker from being incentivized to treat uh, by closing the file, that can help actually all parties. Uh, in California, and I assume other um, jurisdictions, self-insured entities have to put a bond up, so they have to like double reserve. It's very expensive. So if they can close the file, that's a big savings if they can withdraw uh, the bond. On the other hand, uh, the carriers, the self-insureds, are afraid of, of overpaying, and there's ways we can help them uh, uh, with that, that concern. And, of course, we always hear that, well, what if he dies? What if he takes the money and dies tomorrow? But um, the answer is always a weighing of the risks and the advantages. No question. All those things are factored in. And, you know, as someone who was in the claim business for years, what happens on the claimant side is they're often – Oftentimes, they are uh, always have someone looking over their shoulder. They always have somebody uh, coming in to wonder whether or not they're tr over-treating. And on the employer's side, it's, uh, can we close the file? Can we, can we get out from under this, this file? Sylvia, how do you get the ball rolling on the two-step process? Uh, you know, a lot of times when you look at the case and you realize that it has a potential to settle uh, based on a structured settlement, uh, the very first thing is you talk to your client and you explain to them that, yes, they can receive payments for a certain period of time plus future medical, which is, like you said, it doesn't come that easily, especially under the new law. Now there's a lot of, there are a lot of procedures that hamper whether or not you get the type of treatment you, you want. Um, and then I explained to them the benefits of a structured settlement. And once they, they say that they might be interested, because, of course, it's very hard to conceptualize, then I bring someone like Teddy in um, so that she can kind of give them more of a visual explanation uh, by using charts or using examples of how that can best suit 
their concerns. Well, no question. And, and of course, rated ages are often a part of this process. Teddy, why don't you tell our listeners who may not know, what, what is a rated age and how does that affect the uh, process? Well, when I get a call from Sylvia uh, or someone like Sylvia, um, one of the first things I'll do is talk to them about the kinds of medical records that they have. And we use those medical records to develop a personalized, customized mortality table, i.e. a projection of how long that person may live, that is unique to the claimant based on their own uh, medical history. And we use that um, to determine likely uh, life expectancy because if a life company is in a structured settlement is going to promise to pay for somebody's entire lifetime as a pricing mechanism, not a command from heaven, but a pricing mechanism, they will uh, compete in the marketplace and offer us different uh, rates of return. So now you get, you've accumulated all this information, Teddy, and now you're going to put together an evaluation. How does that happen? How do you put the evaluation together? I look at workers' comp uh, evaluations as a jigsaw puzzle, if you will, and there are parts. One part is indemnity. The person is entitled to certain benefits on a periodic basis uh, for a period of time, and I can bring those down to present value using all this data. Mm -hmm. And the other side is the medical side. If uh, an MSA is required, a Medicare set-aside, because uh, the person is either a Medicare beneficiary or they meet certain criteria that have been established, then I'm looking at two jigsaw puzzle pieces, the Medicare-eligible claim-related expenses and the non-Medicare-eligible claim-related expenses. Um, so those there would be three pieces, but even if uh, Medicare is not implicated in the case, then that other half in that case uh, of the data picture is I take uh, raw data of uh, the history of medical expense printouts and project those out into the future. So here's your evaluation. You put it together. And Sylvia, once you get the evaluation, how do you use it? Uh, again, then I bring my client back in. And now I have a little bit more concrete information and examples that may be more customized to their situation. Um, what I like to do is even before that, before I meet with them again, I call them and I say, okay, remember what I explained to you. What I'd like you to do at this point is, is think about what I like to call a wish list. Mm-hmm. Um, once I, I have a sense of what amount of money we're really dealing with. And and the wish list is not necessarily whatever they want, but more so what they need. Uh, for example, sometimes it's very difficult to get continuing medical care because they don't have a car. Or um, it's very difficult because uh, they don't have a roof over their head, their, their house is leaking. There are certain things that are necessary that they absolutely need. And so in a structured settlement, you usually have like a lump sum amount and then the rest of it is structured and paid out periodically depending upon what their needs are. Um, so then I, in the second time I meet with them, uh, those become much clearer as to what our objectives are, what is the most important to them. And we try to get as much of that as possible as I work with Teddy. Uh, with the money that she has indicated that we have. Interesting. Teddy, how is the negotiation process different from what's gone on typically before that? Well, from my point of view, when I put the evaluation together, first of all, this is 
something which tends to be confidential to whoever brought me into the case. It's for um, counsel or if it's if it's on the defense side for the claims people to look at. And then they can also give me instruction to tweak it different ways for various reasons, which they may tell me and that I always, I don't always know. I'm not always privy to every little detail. But by the time we're moving into negotiation, now I'm putting together a document that's different in two ways. One way is because it is something you're going to share with the other side. Uh, mm-hmm. The other reason is it includes components which the evaluation did not. The evaluation is bringing down to present value those streams of future benefits. It doesn't include uh, attorney's fees, for example. It doesn't include cash in the claimant's pocket, which you al- almost always have to do, or the people are not going to settle their case. So the way the pieces are um, moved around, sometimes it's called changing the shape of the money, is different. Interesting. Sylvia, I understand you have a unique way of viewing proposals. You you asked the client about the wish list, and, and you mentioned that a few minutes ago. How do you use the structured settlement proposal itself when you when you sit down with a client? You know, it's it, again, you know, a lot of it is using this puzzle, like Teddy was saying. Um, most clients are visual. And you, you've got you've to really understand that because if you just talk to them and throw words at them, they will not pick up very much. Mm-hmm. So I literally draw it out. I will draw out everything that their, their wish list has. We will indicate, uh, when I'm working with Teddy, we will indicate how much would be allotted or necessary for what, they are, um, what their needs are. And what parts of those are going to be needed on a yearly basis, bi-yearly basis, every 10 years, whatever the case may be, and how much ultimately are they going to be, are we going to be asking for in terms of cash up front? Uh, so we have a plan. We have an idea of what will meet my client's needs. Uh, that also makes the negotiation process much easier because then what we're doing is when we're when we're in there discussing the details uh, our my client can easily visualize uh, the parts that have to be adjusted and why so it, it works out very well interesting Teddy you've often said that uh, structured settlement gives injured workers the best of both worlds and uh, I think we we kind of understand that but for our audience, Tell them why a periodic payment structured settlement is a great idea when you're settling a workers' comp case. Well, the workers' comp compensation system is a periodic payment. It sets of periodic payments, and it also provides a safety net for someone for their entire life. But staying in the workers' compensation has some real pitfalls for the claimant, which is if they die, that's it. Their family is not taken care of. Also, sometimes... Um, there are disputes. People are fighting over um, getting medical care, and there's bad blood, frankly, yeah. uh, between the claims people and the claimant people. So what structuring a settlement does is it keeps the security of the periodic payment process going. It can still take care of the claimant for their entire life if that's what they want. But at the same time, these payments are guaranteed. We can build in guarantees so that if what they really want to do is take care of their family, and I have had cases like that, 
um, they can do that and they can have this ongoing payment process and not have to deal with this claims structure, the utilization review structure that has often been the motivating factor in deciding to settle the case. It's real peace of mind, that's for sure, for a lot of folks. Well, let's take a quick break right now, and we'll be back in just a minute with much more from Teddy Snyder and Sylvia Lopez on the subject of settling workers' compensation claims. We'll be right back. You can listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com or legaltalknetwork.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose from almost 200 topics. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. Someone's at the door. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, I need to do that too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to WestLegalEdCenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. Perfect. I'll do that right now. Think you might like to have us create your own podcast on LegalTalkNetwork.com? Go to the website and send us an email. Or just give us a call at 781-551-9960. It's the best move you'll make in legal marketing. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn too. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I've been here with attorney Sylvia Lopez and my Ringler associate colleague, Teddy Snyder, from Beverly Hills Ringler office. Our topic, closing workers' compensation claims, uh, what Teddy likes to call the two-step process. Uh, Sylvia, what are the advantages from your perspective of, ex- of accepting a structured settlement for one of your clients? I think Teddy said it very well, and that is security. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing what they will be getting uh, for a set period of time and maybe lifetime. Uh, the fact that you can uh, mold it to their concerns and their needs as the years go on uh, is just so critical. Uh, the structured settlement, of course, um, it's only as good as the uh, planning that yes. goes into uh, establishing it. Sylvia, when so, you, let me ask you a question about uh, some a specific client you might have had. Did, have you had a client where you've, Teddy, let's say, has done the structured settlement, you've done all the evaluation, you've created, you've discussed the needs, and uh, the client still wants to settle the comp claim but says, no, I'm going to take cash. And, and have, you, have you had those circumstances where the client has taken cash and then later regretted that? 
actually, yes, um, I have. Uh, sometimes people who have never had a, a large amount of cash, um, sometimes they, they're not able to control it very well. And so uh, they kind of convince themselves that, uh, yes, I'm going to be able to put it in the bank and I'll only use it for X, Y, and Z. And that's one of the big risks of not of just taking money in the lump sum. It will disappear. And if you don't use it, there's a good chance your relatives will. So, <laughs> you know, there's always oh, yeah. uh, some, you know, fire to put out. And, um, a lot of and new yes, friends. I have had that. A lot of new friends show up on your doorstep. Absol- absolutely. Well, absolutely. Te- Teddy, what are the advantages of a structure for the defense side? Well, one of the biggest advantages that people tell us they appreciate is it's the ability to bridge the gap between the offer and the demand. Mm-hmm. When people see what the actual payout is going to be, it's often a surprise. It's very difficult for most of us to actually calculate what compound interest will produce over a, a long period of time. And bringing in someone like myself can create a written proposal that actually shows these numbers and, and very frequently people are surprised, especially today, by how competitive the rates of return are on no structured question. settlements. No question. So uh, this provides a new way uh, t- for people to negotiate if... Uh, I'm there at a settlement meeting and can hear what the person's financial hot button is. I can react to that and create a plan to create the money to come at the time of anticipated need. Maybe what they want to do is take care of their kid's college fund or maybe, maybe they have adequate savings because they were professionals or something like that and they wanted a retirement. There's different ways we can do it to enhance negotiations and defense. Actually, both sides appreciate appreciate that. Well, no question. And, you know, we would like to say that every case is a great case to structure, but there are certain limitations. What kind of cases would you say are the most appropriate for uh, in the comp arena for structuring? Well, certainly any time um, public benefits are indicated, I would say that the real driver of our business in the workers' compensation area has been the advent of the Medicare set-aside. And Pretty much any time there's a a need for a Medicare set-aside, even as low as $25,000, we can reduce the cost of that almost every time. And what that does is it frees up money, which can be unrestricted in either in the structure or paid as cash. um, And that really can enhance the likelihood that a case will settle. Sylvia, what about uh, claimants who say, you know, structures sound like a good idea, but what about the security of, of the structured settlement? What do you what do you talk about when, when that question arises? In order for it to be signed off by the workers' compensation judge, the um, annuity insurance has to be rated uh, at the top. It has to be sure. uh, the a, a or A plus. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so there are a couple of safeguards there. Sure, T- Teddy. Uh, Talk about what Sylvia just talked about and, uh, and the concept of a, a qualified assignment in the process where, where perhaps the, the carrier, the actual comp carrier, may not be in the background. Yeah, actually, um, there's several parts to a settlement involving a structured settlement. And um, the, one of the things that happens is that the entity which is funding the settlement is assigning the duty to pay these future periodic 
payments and uh, there's some pertinent tax sure. uh, code sections. I don't want to get too technical. Um, that allow the carrier to close out their reserve. But the main thing is, as Sylvia indicated, only companies with extremely high ratings from the financial world, AM Best, Standard & Poor's, are, are providing structured settlements. It's guaranteed. They're very safe, secure. Courts are very comfortable with structured settlements. They are approved for miners' compromises because they are so safe. Um, exactly. You know, Sylvia, I'm reminded of a case I had where uh, uh, we were providing a lump sum uh, of, you know, significance of almost $100,000 in 20 years for this particular claimant. And the, the claimant and the lawyer said, how do I know MetLife is going to be around in 20 years? And, right. And to, which I, to which I said, uh, I can't guarantee MetLife's going to be around in 20 years, but I can probably guarantee that the likelihood of MetLife being around is a lot more likely then your client is to have 100000 in 20 years if he takes cash today. So yes. that's what yes. happens. Uh, people, people, uh, there's human nature that, that comes into play, and I'm sure you've seen it many times with your clients. So in regards to that, Teddy, uh, with all kinds of economic fluctuations in the marketplace, what kind of money, what, what is the money that claimants should put into a structured settlement when they're thinking of settling cases? Well, generally, I think the, a theme that we've hit on repeatedly here is that the typical claimant doesn't hold on to money. Structures help sure. people from themselves from dissipating it, and it also provides expert portfolio manage management at the life companies. They don't. That's a headache they don't need to have, and most workers' comp claimants don't have that background. So the money that should go into the structured settlement, it's the money the claimant can't afford to lose. Which is, in many cases, Sylvia, as you know, almost all of their money they can't afford to lose. It's a, it's oh, a terrific, yeah, Exactly, terrific. and mainly because workers' comp doesn't really give all that much. Exactly. So um, it's got to be very carefully uh, controlled. No question. Well, listen, I think we've had a terrific discussion, uh, and, and Teddy, I like the way you talk about a two-step process. It's, uh, it's, it's a good way for people to identify with it. Uh, Sylvia, if someone wanted to contact you, how would they do that? Uh, they can always call my office. It's six six one three two four five nine one one. Great. And uh, Teddy, how about yourself? If someone wanted to get a hold of you, uh, the toll free number is eight 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 seven three four three nine one zero. My email is t snyder at ringlerassociates dot com. And of course, you can always go to the Ringler Associates website. Well, she's uh, Teddy is right. Uh, you can reach any Ringler Associate on ringlerassociates.com. And uh, as I tell people every time we have a show, I want you to go to that website. We've revised it. It's terrific. Teddy, I'm sure you've seen the new changes. It's uh, very informative. And Sylvia, I hope you go and take a look, too. A lot of I sure will. A lot of information about workers' compensation as well. And uh, for all of you listeners out there, you can access any Ringler Radio show on ringlerassociates.com or on legaltalknetwork.com. And uh, I want to thank you again, Teddy. I want to thank you, Sylvia. It's been a thank very you. informative show. And now for the rest of you out there, go out and have a great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio, celebrating its seventh year on Legal Talk Network 
With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.